I've got to spend a penny. And I have an unwelcome extraterrestrial. (laughs) (laughs) Game Fight! Hello and welcome to Date Fight. It's the 30th of November because that's all that it hath. I'm Jake Yap. He's Nat Tapley. Yes, and I'm still croaking. Yeah. Yeah. I might want to see someone about that. All right. Someone who cares, mate. I'm sorry, that's... <laughs> wow, it's punchy today. <laughs> this is Date Fight, where we uh, pitch yeah. great moments in history that have occurred on this date mm-hmm. against each other. Yes, we do. To see who emerges supreme. And amazingly, happy Saturday. And by the way, thank you for listening yes. to the weekend. It's the weekend. And it's five all. Let's sort this out. Yes. Round one. Shall I go first? I think you've gone first a lot. All right, you can go first then. I'm going to go first. All right. And... I'm going to take you to November the 30th, 1936. Mm. We are in Great Britain. Oh, good. We are south of London. Very good. We're in Crystal Palace. Oh. And it's caught fire. Oh, no. Yes. Built for the Great Exhibition of 1851. Mm. Uh, it, it burnt to the ground in 1936. Uh, Why it, did it do that? There were rumours of arson at the time. Ooh. But the truth is nobody knows. No. Not even me. <laughs> um, but what I can tell you yes. is that it was the first building mm-hmm. that had public conveniences. Oh. Otherwise known as monkey closets. <laughs> <laughs> because it's no, it's very difficult for a young monkey to, to come out. And Well, what better place? Uh, during the exhibition, 827,280 yeah. visitors yeah. paid one penny each to use them. And that is why we say, I need to spend a penny. That's amazing. Yeah. How many visitors? 827,280. So that's... Now, if they had a proper number of pennies in a pound like we do now, it'd be easy to work out how much money that was. <laughs> but they didn't. So we shan't. No, dignify I can't them. to do that. No. <laughs> well done. That's a good one. Thanks. What well, you got? You don't have to do that, Victoria. Now it's free. And all the terminals, they've taken away the payment mechanisms. Have they? Yes. Because they've, really... up- they've done the Victoria ones up. It's like walking back to the 1930s. It's amazing. Everything's sort of brushed chrome and brass. Oh, lovely. I mean, it'll be covered in vomit by next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like in St Pancras, they sort of have these futuristic jet-powered toilets that do, like, power flush. uh, That sort of, you can, like, blood trickles out of your ears. (laughs) Sounds disconcerting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think it's because it was, like, Eurostar and it's all going to be really swish. And they just never work. Is that because the French do really big poos? They do, well, it's, it's... Full of cheese and ham. It's a TGV. It's a Uh, toilette. (laughs) (laughs) There it goes. 400 miles an hour. <laughs> the flying flotsam. Lovely. Well, that's a good one. I have, um, on a similar note, the impeachment of Samuel Chase. Oh. So Samuel Chase was, um, he signed the Declaration of Independence. He was one of the first Supreme Court judges appointed by George Washington. But Thomas Jefferson didn't like him, so he tried to get rid of him. Interestingly, um, when he was young, Samuel Chase was kicked out of a debating society for indecent behaviour. Oh, really? But no one knows what that indecent behaviour was. I imagine it could have happened in a monkey closet. (laughs) (laughs) It's a horrific picture when you really stop and think about it. Oh, my goodness. Being trapped in a closet (laughs) with with monkeys. monkeys. (laughs) Enraged. Monkeys who really need a piss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like basement jacks just (laughs) screaming at you. (laughs) 
Anyway, Thomas Jefferson didn't like Samuel Chase and he tried to get him impeached because he was making uh, silly political decisions, he thought. Oh. And while it passed Congress easily, the House Congress, when it got to the Senate, um, the impeachment was denied. Because even though most of the senators agreed with Thomas Jefferson that he was making, Samuel Chase was making stupid and bad decisions, they said, we can't fire him just for that. Because <laughs> just because we disagree with his decisions doesn't mean he should be fired. If he did something illegal or unethical, then we could impeach him. Right. But you can't be impeached just for being a bad judge. Is there a lesson for us to learn? Well, that is seen as being the beginning of judicial... Um, the depoliticisation of the judiciary, so that now you can't criticise, or you can't get rid of a judge just because you don't like their decisions. Okay. So it seems an important moment for the independence of the judiciary in America. Okay. I mean, not seen as it was. It was definitely the most important thing that happened today. Let's not judge this in any way, but that is the most important thing. If it weren't for that, we'd all be living under some sort of weird non-independent judiciary system. Jake, that, that's what you'd want, Jake. Yeah, look at you there, trying to control the judiciary. In terms of pressing issues... Yeah. Needing a P. It's going to trump your impeachment. Right. Independence of the judiciary. Do you know what that means? Toilets. Do you know what that means? Is it 5-5? Five, five? This, no. This is the first time in the history of this podcast I've been in the lead. What? 6-5! I have oh. never been in the lead before! Oh, man. This is the best feeling in the world. Wow, now I know how you feel. I don't wish anyone a happy birthday now. Look how <laughs> Birthdays tall I'm are off. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas is cancelled. Birthdays are off. Happy birthday to Jonathan Swift, whose satirical idea for eating Irish babies will no doubt be Conservative Party policy in the manifesto. <laughs> Also, happy birthday to Lucy Maud Montgomery, who wrote Anne of Green Gables. Oh, that's adorable. Probably other books as well, with different Probably. coloured Anne gables. of Blue Gables, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, happy birthday to G. Gordon Liddy. He organised the Watergate break-in. Oh, He yes. then went to prison for it. He's completely nutso, if that's not libelous to say. He's in jail. He can't get you. No, he isn't anymore. He got out of jail. Oh. Um, and he went on to become a film actor. He acted in Miami Vice. Airwolf. MacGyver. He was a judge at WrestleMania. These, originals? These oh. are the original 1980s programmes. He was heavens. a TV actor. He was a regular in Miami Vice at one point. He was a judge on WrestleMania 2, and then he started his own TV channel. Selling gold. Is that still running? I'm not sure. He's still a talk show host, so he has his own radio show. No. Like, essentially, somewhere right now, Gordon Liddy is wearing headphones and talking into a mic, much like you are now, selling gold. It's, I'm not selling any gold. We should sell gold. He, at one point, um, as well as planning the Watergate break in, at one point he heard, overheard Nixon say, Well, we need to get rid of this Anderson guy. And so he went away and planned to kill this Anderson guy before being told, no, 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 we just wanted him out of the middle. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> wow. So that's, that's him. He's, uh, he's still going and he's quite the character. That's a good dial back from where you from were. completely nuts. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to Edmund Ironsides, who was a son of Ethelred the Unready, and when and helped Ethelred the Unready get rid of Canute, the Danish invader. And then after his death, when he was king of England, Edmund the Second, Edmund the Ironsides uh, welcomed Canute back, and they split the country up between them because after the Battle of Ashendon, at which they decided no one was going to win, and rather than killing each other, they should just draw a line down the country and say that bit's Danish and this bit's English. And was that the birth of the A1? Pretty much, I imagine. <laughs> They put the services on there. 
Yeah, who gets the little chefs? <laughs> Southbound. <laughs> special, uh, a special happy death day because he was killed on in the monkey closet. Oh. He was, uh, whilst at stool, <laughs> he was uh, shot with a crossbow. Or stabbed many you're times. You're kidding. No nope. That's a terrible way to go. It is. If, you're, if t- you're in there for much longer... <laughs> also, if you're an assassin, you're like, oh, is he not going to come out? Yeah. Oh, I'll just get out of Happy death day to Oscar Wilde, famous for such witticisms as... Working hard, hardly working. <laughs> and yeah, others. As you do, he coined that, didn't <laughs> <Yeah>. he? <laughs> and happy birthday, death day to Zeppo Marx, who I didn't realise, uh, despite being the rubbish Marx brother, started, as he was youngest, as understudy to all of them, so could do all of their acts. And one point he took over from Groucho in one of their Broadway shows, um, because Groucho was ill for some reason, and Groucho said he was so good I would have left him to it if they would let me sit there and smoke in the theatre watching him. Wow. Happy death day to Zeppo Marx. Enjoy not being with us anymore. I'm sure he does. Should we do round two? Oh, yeah. Or are you going to go, have you got a Marx? No, story? no. I did, because I was aware that I, I absolutely killed your beautiful Marx joke. <laughs> That's why I clammed up for the last minute and a half. I was like, don't ruin whatever the Marx joke's going to be. There isn't one. It was I just like a piece of information. Worry about it. <clears throat> okay, good. Round two is the Sikala Uga meteorite on the 30th of November, 1954. Oh. Which is the first documented extraterrestrial object to have injured a human. Really? Yes. The grapefruit-sized fragment crashed through the roof of a farmhouse, bounced off a large wooden console radio and hit Anne Hodges while she napped on the couch, bruising her badly. In what country? I don't know where her badly is, but this is America. And is this must be the event that gave rise to all of the kind of extraterrestrial encounters. Well, what, what would imagine once she was infected by the Sikaluga meteorite, um, Anne Hodges was um, patient one for turning people into aliens. Amazing. Uh, she then there was an argument with the landlord over who it belonged to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the, of course. Uh, the landlord said uh, the meteorite was hers because it landed on her property. Roseanne Hodges said it was hers because it landed on her. Her. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Anne Hodges ended up buying it for five hundred dollars, um, but didn't get it for a year because it had to be checked out by the government, government to make sure it wasn't radioactive or whatever. Amazing. Um, and by the time she got it back, no one was interested anymore, and she was left. Yeah, even the then the news meteorite. cycle was <clears throat> less than a year. Less than a year. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, other people who are said to have been hit by meteorites. 1677, there was a Milanese friar who was said to be killed by one. Gosh. He just, well, and in 1992, a, a boy in... was fried. <laughs> by E.T. Um, in 1992, a Ugandan boy was hit by one, but he was fine because it fell through the leaves of a tree. Good heavens. So there we go. That's what I've got. The first documented extraterrestrial collision with a human. What an amazing thing that is. Yeah. That yeah. something goes all the way through the inky blackness of space. Yeah. And then and on, bops and you on the head. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Fantastic. Oh. What you well, doing? it was a fleeting pleasure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have got the 30th of November, 1934. Mm-hmm. And the Flying Scotsman. Ah, yes. Becomes the first steam locomotive... Officially to be recorded at 100 miles an hour. 
Now, is that the fastest people had ever been up until that point, or were there yeah. other faster modes of transport? No, there was nothing faster. I mean, think about it. <laughs> I'm trying to think about it, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Oh, horses God. can't do that, can they? Some horses. <laughs> my some horse, horses. My horse could do it. <laughs> uh, to give you some sense of perspective, mm-hmm. uh, it was a hundred years earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1830, that Stevenson's rocket managed a whopping 30 miles an hour. Mm. Um, and then if you were to scoot forward yep. another 70 years, in 2007, a French TGV, yep. a toilet, toilet recorded, recorded 357 miles an hour. Wow. So I guess if we're to extrapolate the curve yeah. from that, that means that in another 100 <laughs> exactly years... what we're doing. Don't make this sound scientific. <laughs> In another 100 years, yes. trains should go at... Hang on. 30, should be doing 1,000 miles an hour. 1,000 miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that everyone listening to this would be like, it's 1,000. Oh, yeah. how long is it going to take oh, you? come on. They're both, wow, they're guys. both sat there stumped. Uh, yeah, they're very tired. Yeah, they're very so tired. I've got this throat thing. It doesn't help me. Okay, well, I think I think you won that for space. Yes, for space, space attacks. <laughs> Five now six, six all. Oh. This is down to the, down wire. To the wire. It all ends yeah. tomorrow. Oh, I better find some good ones for tomorrow. Yeah, probably had. Uh, oh, hang will... on, we should do the errata. It's the last day of the month. Oh, fine. Do we your errata. Apologize. Go on. Well, then. I'm apologizing for you mainly. Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. On the 5th of November, I suggested that Queen Elizabeth II was descended from William of Orange. Of course she wasn't. She's descended from the House of Orange. I'm an idiot. On the 9th of November, Jake said that Spiro Agnew was uh, governor of New Jersey. He wasn't. He was governor of Maryland, yeah. I knew it was somewhere that I'd been to. (laughs) There's literally that in my head. hands with Ricky Gervais. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and on the 18th of November, we both had a shocker. That was a terrible day. Oh, really? I made fun of Wikipedia because it said Ted Heath died in 1969. Of course, the band leader Ted Heath did die in 1969. Oh. And also, on the 18th of November, that was when we had the Kool-Aid discussion. And, yes, the actual Kool-Aid-flavoured drink used was Flavour Aid, although there may have been an element of Kool-Aid mixed in when they ran out of Flavour Aid. Where you get Flavor Aid in the Guyanese jungle, I don't know. No. But I'll leave that with you, gentle listeners. I mean, I'd say Amazon, but it's the wrong jungle. Nice, though. Mm. Would have worked. <laughs> anyway, we're very sorry. I really appreciate that without laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm acknowledging you have attempted humour. Well, we're very sorry. Uh, tomorrow, then, it's the final down to the white. This is yeah. the closest it's ever been. And the beginning so of a new month to run up Irata for the end of the month. Oh, really? thank goodness for that. I'll yeah. be telling you all about uh, how uh, Tony Blair became the Viceroy of India. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye!